You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia DeSouz. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. How y'all doing? I am doing good. I'm really, really good. Um, However, my heart feels a little heavy. Not heavy in the sense of like mm, sadness. Maybe just a little heavy in the sense of I'm I'm a deep feeler. And so whatever I feel, I feel it completely and totally. And I was just thinking like over the last couple of days, how I have this concern for people, for people at large, just like with what I'm seeing in the world. I'm just like, people are losing their shit. People just seem so angry and so reactive and so just mentally unstable or mentally unwell. And I think that it has become so normal to toss around the terms like, oh my God, that person is crazy. And a lot of times it it really stigmatizes mental health and wellness and a need to actually get some kind of help. It's just really concerning to me. I was thinking about it because um, I happened to see this video. And even though it was a joke, this guy, he was making a video and he was crying on the video. And then he was he was recording it. And he was like, that's going to make a good, sad video for later. You know, he was doing it as a ploy to get some attention. And while it was a joke and it was actually a funny video, this actually happens in real life. I'm sure you've seen somebody crying on a video, really sad on a video, having their worst moment on video, being in a hospital bed on a video, looking like they are just about to take their last breath on a video, but somehow it's being recorded. And and while I don't want to like judge that, it's really deeply concerning to me because on the one hand, there is sometimes this incessant need for attention, but it plays itself out on social media. On the other hand, I think people share so much of themselves on social media and share their breakdowns and their meltdowns. But the scary part of that is that what if that's the only outlet that people have is social media? Like they don't really have anybody that they can go to. They don't really have anybody that they can talk to. I think as just humans, we all have a desire to to feel felt, to be heard and to be seen and to have our experiences validated. And I think that we're just doing a sucky job at providing that for other people. And people are just losing their shit. Like people are just dealing with all of these bottled up emotions. And it's just really deeply concerning to me. So I just want to check in with y'all and see how y'all doing. Like if y'all really okay, it's okay not to be okay. But If you're not okay, it's like, okay, what are you going to do about not being okay? I was telling my friend the other day, I can personally feel when I'm starting to spiral. Like if something is bothering me so deeply that, okay, I'm I'm, going to be out of sorts here in a second. And what I've learned to do is reach out to somebody and say, hey, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm having a moment here and I just need to talk it through. I just really need you to hold space for me. Do you have the capacity to do it first, right? I want to check in with people. But then secondly, I am not looking for advice because this is really not yours to fix. I just I just need to be held, heard in this space to process through it because I know that this is going to pass, that I'll get through it, but I just need to process these emotions and I don't want to do it alone. The vast majority of things that I go through, I do go through them alone just because I'm able to process and walk myself through and I pray a lot and I rely on God a lot. 
However, secondarily, I will reach out to somebody and ask them to hold space for me. Everybody doesn't have that and everybody doesn't have the mind to do that. And so you see people with just all of these bottled up emotions and then all of a sudden they just erupt. And most of the time, though, what people are really erupting about or angry about, it's just a cumulative effect of some shit that's just been in there for probably years, right? Unhealed hurts and stuff. Like uh, in Atlanta just this week, I was looking at... um, I think he's a rapper, Young Thug. I'm not familiar with his music, but his child's mother was killed in a in a in a bowl or outside of a bowling alley. Uh, and they said there was an argument over a bowling ball. Apparently, allegedly, the person who killed her was sitting out in the parking lot waiting for 20 minutes. Like you mad for 20 minutes and you so mad that you meditating and, and planning. To just kill somebody. That's 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 what I'm saying. Like it's it's just really deeply concerning to me the state of our mental. And because we're so high functioning, a lot of times the people closest to us don't even recognize. And so it shouldn't be, it doesn't have to be other people's responsibility to make sure you're good. But what I am inviting you to do is for you to take better care of yourself and for you to make sure you're good and for you to take your own mental well-being seriously enough so that that doesn't fall into somebody else's lap. You know, like we see people commit suicide and people are like, I had no idea because we've really become really, really good at masking things and hiding things because we don't want people to know. We don't want people to know the truth. Y'all know my favorite two words about certain things? Fuck that. Like, no, 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 no. Before I'm I'm going out like that, I gotta, I just gotta tell somebody. But primarily, you can bet that I'm gonna be journaling it out. I'm gonna be praying it out. Speaking of which, is it just me or do y'all find it weird that people pray on social media? Like they they put their prayers on social media. Or that even sometimes people talk to people that are no longer with us on social media. Like I noticed when Tracy Braxton passed, like a lot of people were posting messages. And I know that energy never dies and our spirit never dies. I just find it weird, the space that we live in. I ain't lying. I don't. I'll be saying, am I, am I the one who is, it was, who is just odd? I just find some of the shit just like really, really weird. I ain't lying. I just, I just wonder if it's me. But anyway... All that to say, I I really want to encourage y'all to do what you must to take care of you. If you need to read, if you need a podcast, listen to them, record one, exercise, work out, change your diet, change your relationships. Like It is radically necessary to make sure that you are taking care of you seriously. Like You need you and you are your most important priority, whether you recognize that or not. So I really want to invite you um, to do just that. Now, now that that little PSA is out of the way, let's see what I actually want to talk about. I want to talk about the dangers of staying stagnant or remaining where you are. If you if you think about the body, like the body is all about circulation, right? And what happens when our circulatory systems are messed up, right? We start getting backups and 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 all kinds of things. Anytime something is stagnant, there's usually going to be a problem. Stagnant water, what happens besides the stinking? You know, like water is supposed to flow, and somehow I see And I notice a lot of people that are just stagnant in life, just not moving, not no movement whatsoever, just kind of like a bump on the log in life. And you're just going to stay in that spot, I guess, until it's your turn to go. Now, if that's what you choose to do, hey, cool, right? But I just don't believe that life is meant to be lived with no movement and with no motion. Like some of us, we we are alive in terms of like physically being here, hearts beating, taking breaths, but we are like dead on the inside. Like dreams have died, ambition has died, 
Hope has died. You know, the Bible says hope deferred makes a heart sick. And so we're heart sick and damn near dead and life is not moving for us. And I just want to speak to just like the dangers of being stagnant, of being still. Like we were created for abundance and for my new word, opulence and for just like lavish lives and wealthy lives. And I'm not even talking about material things. And we still, a lot of us live as if we don't belong here, as if we're just like some peasants and some beggars who have no real business being here and our lives reflect that. A lot of us are scared of movement. A lot of us are scared to move. And the real danger is not in where we're going a lot of times, it's where we're staying. If you realize that some of the places that you are staying, some of the relationships that you're in, some of the situations that you're in, some of the same mindsets and mind frames that you're in are contributing to your death and contributing to your demise, like, what would that look like? If you don't realize that, I want to shake the shit out of you and give you a wake-up call to say that more life awaits you and you don't have to just sit here. In the Bible, there was a story, I think it was about four lepers, um, and they were they they got to a place where they were like, hold up, why are we going to sit here till we die? Because if we venture out on the other side of this thing, we might get killed, we might die anyway. But one thing we know for sure, we ain't about to die right here. And so they took their leper's asses on and they, they, they did great, right? However, a lot of us are just dying, dying on the inside, dying mentally, dying physically, dying emotionally, dead spiritually. And we're just living life just like dead, right? I I want to speak to you. I want to speak resurrection to you and speak resurrection to your dreams, resurrection to your purpose, resurrection to your potential, right? Resurrection to your hope, resurrection to your ambition, resurrection to the fact that you exist here for a reason and for a purpose, and you are not just meant to go through life, just going through the motions, just existing but not living, and life taking everything from you, and you're not getting anything out of life. Do you honestly think that that is the extent of why you were put here? It's just to exist from day to day with no real joy, no hope, no purpose, no love, no contentment, no peace, robbed of peace? Do you honestly think that God created you to live like this? Now, this has nothing to do with material things because you could be broke without two pennies to rub together and you could have stacks and racks. It does not matter. I'm really talking about your internal condition, right? Because you could be rich. You see rich people jump out of the windows every day. Well, maybe not every day, but fairly frequently kill themselves because they've amassed everything materially, but something was still missing. And a lot of us are like, missing something. We're missing something. And we might not be able to put our finger on what it is, but we've just like stopped and settled in life. We've just, we've just like stopped and settled in life. Something is missing and we try to mask it. But I'm telling you, there is more life that awaits you. Listen, here's the thing though. God uses people God uses people to love us. God uses people to love us. God uses people to help heal us. God uses people to revive us. God uses people to inspire and encourage us. And so while, you know, you have heard and will hear me speak about doing the work and how it's your responsibility to do your own work, that does not mean that you have to become hyper-independent and that other people cannot help you on your journey. Some of us, the only way that we will get to a place of self-love is by other people modeling loving us um, and helping us get there. Some of us are only going to get healed within relationships with other people. We got hurt in relationship, and a lot of times relationships are the way that we're going to heal. So, 
a lot of times we've isolated ourselves and think that we have to go things completely alone. I'm a loner. I I, I realize that I'm a loner, but that's just because my primary go-to is going to be God and listening to the Spirit of God, but that's just because there's a developed relationship. However, I too have people, and I go to people, and people inspire me, and people speak life into me, and people encourage me too, because I don't always have it together. But the one thing that I can tell you is that I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. I'm, I'm not leaving here not one minute before it's my time physically. And even when I'm not here physically, everything that I've done, my life friends, the indelible impressions that I made in the lives of people, the, my legacy, that's going to live on, right? So nothing over here is dead. And I just want to encourage you that like, there's so much more that awaits you and you are like staying right here in this this comfort zone. We always say we need to get out of our comfort zone. The comfort zone is really a death zone. Listen, if you really want to think about it, I'm all about extending grace to ourselves because that inner critic or that inherited critic that we have a lot of times, we are so mercilessly hard on ourselves, right? So I want to extend grace. However, The truth of the matter is, there's really no middle ground in the sense of we're either growing or dying. We're growing or dying. I don't know what the middle state is between growth or death. We're growing or dying. And so if you are not growing, my friend, you are dying. And the most of us have more life behind us than we do in front of us. And the problem is that we really, really think that we have time. And if you don't want more, that's okay. You 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 get to not want more. But if it's a situation where you've lost, you've just lost complete sight of who you are and your purpose and the possibilities, that is something that's fixable, right? Do y'all know I had an uncle. He died in when did he die? 1999. I think he was 49. My uncle died from cancer. Ned, we called him Ned because he was an alcoholic, you know, like on good times, right? So that was that was his his name, Ned. But my uncle, I don't know that I have ever met a man who was as smart as my uncle. From what I understand, though, he was drinking since he was like 13 or 14. His dad was an alcoholic. But my uncle was so smart. When I used to be doing, I remember doing a a paper or something, and I needed to know the, the primary religion in Japan. And he was like, oh, it's Taoism. What? Who just knows random facts like this? He would be sitting... During the day when he wasn't drunk, he would just be pouring through books, like sitting in front of Jeopardy, know the answer to just like every question. He was just like a walking history buff, and he knew a lot about a lot. And so his mind just amazed me. And y'all know what he did with his life? Not a goddamn thing. He died the way he lived. He died at 49 from cancer, but... He scammed people in the sense of just like he would posture himself as a panhandler to give money. They would break into and and set up. They lived in abandoned buildings and they were smart enough to wire it so they get electricity and all this other kind of stuff. And this was just the extent of what he wanted in life. Man, it had my heart so sad when he died. I mean, of course, losing an uncle. But I just, I was just like, How in the hell do you just live day to day to day to day for years and not want anything more for yourself? Listen, he didn't even have to live on the streets like he did. He chose to. He chose he was about that life. He chose it. And I don't know what happened to this man, right? I know he had a wife. I know he had a daughter. I believe she died in the fire. But somewhere in life, it just clicked off for him and he just never bounced back. And so living this life was just what what he chose to do. I know people say alcohol is a disease and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I know good and damn well that ain't the purpose for which God created him. And so when I when I think of my uncle and when I think that might be an extreme case, right? But not necessarily. You might not be drinking. You might not be smoking. You might not be doing any of those things, but it does not mean that you are living. It does not mean that the purpose for which you were created is actually um, 
what you're actually doing. How do you know the thing that you were meant to do? I tell y'all all the time, it's as natural as breathing. You know what I'm meant to do? I'm meant to help people find purpose, develop purpose, move in purpose, understand potential, understand their gifts, the talents, the things that are inside of them. That's what I'm meant to do. Before I even understood that, when I was still for the streets, dating drug dealers, I would be like, is this all you want to do? Like, is there something else you have? I would be asking these questions even when I didn't know who I was. The thing that I was meant to do was in me. I've always been curious about people and human behavior, right? And I always had this inner knowing that there's got to be more. Since I was a young girl, I was about to say a little girl, but I ain't never been little. There's that. But since I was a young girl, I always had this curiosity and this thing like there's got to be more. And the, the thing that got me ostracized, the thing that got me talked about is because it bothered other people because they couldn't see what I see. I said on another podcast, when you're a visionary and you see things, people don't need to see what you see. The problem is, I didn't really understood what I saw. And I always thought like, because people would be like, you're weird. You are so weird. Because people couldn't understand it, right? And because I didn't understand it at the time, I started internalizing like this sense of weird. And I started like playing small because I just didn't want to stand out. I'm over it now. I'm over it now. Man, listen, y'all asses is the one that's weird. Y'all asses are the one that's weird because you don't see anything besides what's in front of you. You don't see anything besides what you can observe with your six, your five senses, right? I'm tapped in, and so I can see things that don't even exist yet. I can see things that don't even exist yet, and so I will move by the things that are in my spirit and, and override what my mind is telling me or override what the people around me are saying. And so... I just want to speak to the possibility that exists in you, but you ain't going to get there through your mind. You're going to have to tap into something higher because your mind is conditioned. Your mind has all the fuckery in it. Your mind has all of what society says, all of what they say. I never have identified they, but they don't know shit. Um, your mind has all of your family dysfunction and all of your family limitations in there. And so if you really want to live, you're going to have to tap into your spirit. I'm not talking about religion. You're going to have to tap into something higher than yourself if you really want to live. The Bible says the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. Your spirit will light the way for you, right? But if you settle for what your mind is telling you, you're going to do more dying than living. I don't trust my mind like that. And I'm a mindset coach. I'm always developing my mind. But let me tell y'all something. When my spirit speaks to me about something, there it ain't enough that I could have learned, read, observed, concluded that it's going to override the thing that my spirit says. I have a, a running joke when I be talking to my guy, God. God will deal with you the way you are, right? He created you in the first place. And so I'm a word snob. I love words. I love words. And so God will speak to me through words. And so there will be a word that comes into my spirit and I'll be like, that? I don't even know that word and I wouldn't even use that word. Do you know the word is always so fitting for whatever the situation or circumstance is? That's our little thing. And I'll be like, God, you're so smart. How do you know all this stuff? Like, who, who, who told you this? Like, I just be amazed just by like the accuracy and 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 just the the camaraderie and the friendship that I have with God. I know everybody doesn't have that, but I'm telling y'all, it's not because it's not possible. But that's how God deals with me a lot of times through words. And when I say to break it down, because it's creepy for people when I say God told me, I don't always hear an audible voice, but I have an, um, it'll be a word or I'll have an impression. I will see a picture. I will have a, um, I will have an inner knowing. Just like in that moment, I just know. I just know that I know that I know that I know. And so that is the way that God speaks to me and the way that God leads me. But you know what my part is? I have to tune into that. I have to tune into the frequency of God. And so I have to have enough quiet on the inside of me, which is why I love solitude. I have to have enough quiet space on the inside of me so that I can tune into the frequency of God and tune out all the noise and the fuckery that's going on in the world. I will tune that shit out in a heartbeat. And, and, 
because my spirit, I need to be able to tap in. If I feel disconnected spiritually, I am a miserable person. You will never find me more miserable than if I feel like I am disconnected spiritually because that is my lifeline. That is how I find my path or I say I should discover my path. That is what leads me on the path. So for those of y'all that believe that there, where you are is just about as good as it's going to get, I'm going to tell you, I understand what it's like to be hopeless. I understand what it's like to feel like where you are is the way that it's always going to be. In fact, in retrospect, just from looking at my life, I also understand that sometimes your life for a while will look like the polar opposite of what God intended it to be because your path and your journey of discovery and your challenges, like you, you, you get the wit, you, your path a lot of times, you grow into the person that you're going to become, if that makes sense. Like a lot of people who are called to wealth or called to steward wealth, a lot of them start off poor with poverty mindsets because they have to grow into those people. A lot of people who are healers, they started off sick. They started off with some form of sickness because their journey of discovery took them to the path of whatever it was, whatever their healing modalities were. So if your life right now looks like the opposite of what you desired it to be, don't just stop right there and die. Keep going because there's more life on the other side. You just haven't gotten to the other side of it. If you understand polarity, then you'll understand that poverty and riches exist on the same plane. They're just two opposite extremes of the same thing. So don't stop on the opposite side of where you've been destined to and intended to be. I'm telling y'all, don't stop before you get to where God purposed you to be. Seriously, I'm not even nearly where God said I could be yet, right? Because in many instances, I stopped myself. I stopped myself because of life's experiences, because of unbelief, because of trauma, because of a myriad of things. But guess what? There's always something in my spirit. Even, let me tell y'all, I, I could be doing something and things will be going well. I'm even in this space right now. Things are going great. And then I start feeling a sense of like, I'm resting on my laurels in the sense, not that I always have to be doing, but I always start to feel like there's more. There's more than this. That's like my spirit's call to say, hey, we're moving. This is not it. And so I have to follow that. And to not follow that would mean misery for me. And 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 what I'm what I'm in right now is great, but there's greater. There's it's good, but this just is not the extent of it. And so all I'm saying is that some of us have stopped so early, so prematurely in our journey. We stopped in the difficult phase. Why go through all of the hurt, the pain, the challenges, the trials, and everything else and not get to the other side? Why stop just short of gold? Come on. I just want to encourage y'all today because somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to be shaken up, right? So that you can believe again, you can live again, and understand that this is just not it for you. I just stopped by to tell y'all that, that that this is not it. And it might sound cliche, but the best is yet to come. The best is only yet to come, though, if you choose to move towards it and understand that what you desire desires you. What you're looking for is looking for you because it's been you've been created for more. So I just wanted to share that with y'all beautiful people. Hope y'all have an amazing rest of the day. Share the podcast with somebody who might be stuck. You never know who's stuck because we, we we really are good at wearing masks and having a whole shit show going on the inside. But if no, if you feel like nobody else cares, I might not know you, but I care. And I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful day. 